Would you guys welcome Jeff Hughes? He is our Connect Group pastor and leader, him and his wife, and I'm going to let him explain what the Lord put in his heart to do today, and we feel like the Lord is all over this, so you're going to get a neat thing today. Amen. Amen. Have you come to encounter God today? You know, that's what we just sang about, right? We came to this place to encounter God, and we're going to do that today through a treasure hunt like we've done in the past, but it's going to be a little different this time. The Connect Groups are going to participate in the treasure hunt. Um, but before, before they come up, I want to share a little bit of what the Lord laid on my heart um, concerning Connect Groups and, and such. So, um, you know, I love the Lord that He challenges me. He just, sometimes he'll just drop something in my heart, and he just changes the way I think. If you could go ahead and put up Romans 12 too, Ryan. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I don't know if, you, if you're like me, but I look at that and I say, what is the pattern of this world? And I just jotted down some things. What do I do with my time? What does the world say to do with your time? What do I do with my money? How do I raise my kids? There's a pattern to this world about how you're supposed to raise your kids. What do I watch on TV? I mean, there's certainly a pattern of this is, this is what the world throws at you on TV. This is what the world does. We watch this show and we talk about it. We tweet about it. We put on social media, right? What's the pattern of this world for watching TV? What do I do on the weekend with my friends? There's a pattern to this world about what you do on the weekend with your friends. You go out and party. Go out and have a great time. What do, how do I use social media? As a teenager, what is the pattern of this world as far as dating goes in high school? There's a pattern. But this says, do not be conformed to that pattern. And so these are the kinds of things that the Lord challenges me with. Do I honor God in these patterns? It's a challenge. I love it. I love the challenge. I love it when the Lord just drops something and just like, whoa, Lord. And he's always asking me, do I have all of your heart? He's always asking me, do I have all of your heart? And it's a rhetorical question, right? If the Lord is asking it, Obviously, he doesn't have all of it, right? And so he's asking us for permission, right? And so the Lord challenges me, and I was wondering, do I have your permission to challenge you with something the Lord challenged me with? Amen. If you could put up Matthew uh, 22. The disciples come to Jesus and say, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Go ahead. And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. All, all of the law, all of it, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So he says, love your neighbor as yourself. So what is a neighbor? Here's the definition I found this morning. A neighbor is a person in relation 
to others near or next to an individual. So a neighbor is a person you have relationship with. And so if the disciples are, you know, asking what is the greatest commandment, and Jesus replies with this, you know, you could just imagine if, you know, Moses comes down from Mount Sinai and there's an 11th commandment, and it says, thou shalt have a relationship with those near to you, and you shall love them as you love yourself. That's what Jesus basically said. It's another commandment. It's a commandment. And, you know, imagine, you know, someone writes a book, and it gets really popular, right? And then the author rewrites it and expands it, right? Jesus basically released, expanded. Actually, it wasn't expanded. It was contracted. A contracted version of the law. Love God and love others. And so what Jesus, this thing he dropped in me to change my way of thinking was relationship is a commandment. It's not an option. It's a commandment. In John 14, 15, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. So let's replace that word command. Jesus is saying, if you love me, you will love others. If you love me, you will love God. If you love me, you will love what I love. Right? And so, how do we love? You know, we can't love from isolation. When we're alone, we can't love out of that context. We can't love out of busyness. Being constantly busy, not able to give ourselves to somebody in a relationship. We can't love that way. Love, we can only love others in a context of relationship. And that involves sacrifice. Because it's not easy to be in relationship. And so as I, I considered this, uh, it made me reflect on what was important to me. How do I spend my time? How do I spend my money? Do I do what I want to do? Or do I sacrifice my time and disciple somebody? Or do I sacrifice my time and ask to be discipled? Do I go to a connect group after a long, hard day at work? Or do I sit at home and veg out in front of the TV and follow the pattern of this world? Do I fill my schedule with busyness, with activities? Or do I yield my schedule to the Lord and let him manage my time? I mean, it's, we can't be in relationship if we're isolated and busy all the time. And so that leads me to why we have connect groups. You know, my wife and I, uh, we lead connect groups here, and it is, it's just a tool. It's an artificial, I was talking with Eric about this yesterday, it's an artificial structure that we've put in place to enable relationship between us. But you know, it's, it is not a pattern of this world to get together outside of Sunday and hang out with people and share our lives together. You know, so it's, it's kind of an example of Acts chapter 2, if you could put that up. You know, in Acts chapter 2, it's Pentecost, right? Um, the Holy Spirit comes, just lights the disciples on fire. Peter gets up and preaches and shares the word, and thousands come and get saved. And then it says this, they, the early church, 
devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those were who were being saved. And that's, that's kind of what we've modeled connect groups after, is this thing of meeting together in our homes, breaking bread together. You know, uh, we, let's see, I got, um, we come together to share our lives together. We come to build and encourage each other. We carry each other's burdens. We worship and pray together. We equip and train each other. We live in relationship with each other, not in isolation, not in busyness. So it's, you know, I'm talking about commands here. It's not a command from God. There's not a commandment that says thou shalt attend a connect group, <laughs> you know. And I hope you don't feel that way. That's not what I'm trying to get across. But I want us to understand this thing of relationship, relationship, relationship. We have to be in relationship with each other. And so even though it's not a command in Hebrews 10.25, it does say this, do not give up meeting together, right? And we all think about Sunday mornings, you know, but that only relates to Sunday mornings or the Sabbath, you know. Do not give up meeting together, some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So don't begrudge being in relationship with others. You know, there's, we, we all know of situations where somebody's been really hurting in here. And we don't know about it because they're not in relationship or we're not in relationship with them. So be in relationship. So today, um, you know, the connect groups are going to do a treasure hunt. And connect groups as a whole are, you know, we're going to end here in a couple weeks for the summer break. But even though the connect groups are ending for the season, our relationships are not going to end. Right? We're still going to continue to be in relationship with each other. And it'll pick back up in August. Um, so, if I could have everyone who's going to participate in the treasure hunt today from the connect groups, come on forward. There's a lot of us. I will. Yep. Got it. And I'll stand in front. You guys can. Yes, please uh, get in your group. So groups kind of get together. We got a bunch. There's a there's a bunch of, yeah. I mean, now this I'm not. This is not everybody who's in connect groups. There's some people that couldn't be here today. These are just, uh, these are the ones who volunteered to help out today. So we appreciate it. Um, but today we're going to do a treasure hunt, and some of you might be asking, you know. We keep hearing this term all the time, treasure hunt, treasure hunt. What, what, does, you know, what does that actually mean? Why do we call it a treasure hunt? Well, some time ago, forerunner Mike Brown <laughs> brought treasure hunts to our church, and uh, it, was, it wasn't specifically inside the church. It was out in public. Um, but it's just, again, it's just a tool. And what this is to facilitate is these people, wow, man, we got a bunch. 
the whole front is filled up. <laughs> um, these people, we prayed and we said, Lord, who's coming to church on Sunday? Who, who do you want to minister to? And the Lord drops these clues in our heads and they say, oh, it's, you know, somebody wearing a hat. Maybe they got a blue shirt on, that sort of thing. But what it does is it points back to God saying, I know who you are. I know who you are. I know where you're going to be on Sunday. I know you're going to be at that church. And I'm going to give this clue to this person because I want you to know that you're my treasure. I think about you. The God, have you ever thought about it? The God of the universe. He created everything, planets and galaxies, and he knows your name, Sean Dent. He knows what your need is. You're the treasure. That's why it's called a treasure hunt. God is finding you, and so that's what we're doing today. And we've come to encounter God, and God's here through these people to encounter you. And so what we want to do is I want to give an opportunity to every single one of these people. There's a lot of them. If, if the Lord has given them a word of knowledge or a, they, God has highlighted you, any of you, to them, I want to give them the opportunity to share that briefly and to the point. Anybody? Dave, you have me? No? Um, I just felt the Lord, I can't say it's a specific person, but I felt the Lord was saying, don't be afraid or discouraged because of your circumstances, that the hands that have fallen weak and down by their side, lift your hands to the Lord, pick up that sword and take the authority he's given you, trust him and see that he's not good. Uh, I want to follow that up with the man I just met this morning, way back on the left-hand corner here. Was it Jake? Was that your name? Correct. Jake, the Lord wants to know that his eyes are personally upon you and that he knows you and that he loves you in a way that you don't, may not understand, but he loves you tremendously. And he knows your circumstances. I think he even knows that you're exhausted. He's just saying, not in your own strength, but in my strength. So be encouraged. The Lord's eyes are upon you. Um. What's the name of the, what's your name this next to Gage? What is it? Joy. Um, this morning the Lord woke me up and I was singing really early and I was singing over and over and over again, No Longer Slaves, the song that we sing. But the specific word that he brought to me, and it, it was, I don't know if your dress is really red or reddish orange or whatever, but I, I, I said, who is this for? And I just got was a red dress. But I really feel like this is marked for you. The part that we sing that says he split the sea so I could walk right through it. What the Lord says to me for you is that there are some things that you have been wanting to do or some desires of your heart, and you have felt like there's a resistance or that some things are holding you back from that. And the Lord says, he split the sea. 
He has removed those. He's broken those off of you this morning. And you are going to see those things that he is calling you to do, those, even those things that you are wanting to do uh, in a more clear and direct path. And I just see, I just see a, like a halo over you, which the Lord is surrounding you, surrounding you, surrounding you with his love. And you have just begun, you have just tapped the surface of the Lord, of the love of the Lord and the presence of the Lord and the things that he wants to not only pour into you, but over you and through you and out and out to other people through you in the name of Jesus. During the, <clears throat> during the worship service this morning, the word honorable kept coming to me. And I said, God, what, what are you wanting to show me or show us? And the word honor is something you, that you have to earn the word honorable. And God's saying that he wants us to be an honorable people. He wants us to earn the title as an honorable people. And as soldiers in the army of God, he expects us to act like soldiers, to fight like soldiers, and be victorious. And that's the way we earn honor. And he just said, ask yourselves, are you at the point where God can say you're an honorable person? And just pray about that and seek God's guidance in that. Um, I just had a, a a date that was highlighted to me, no, <coughs> excuse me, November 11th, and I know that's Veterans Day, but <coughs> lost my voice. Uh, I just feel like it's got a personal significance to somebody. Huh? Or I'd like to pray with you, you know, when we start praying. Yeah, if somebody's got that. I got a name, Kathy. Is there anybody here named Kathy? No? Okay. Well, I have a vision for Kathy. So if you know a Kathy, I feel like this is for them. Um, I saw a vision of kind of a volcano exploding and the smoke coming out and everything. And God said that that was a situation in your past that um, there was an explosion and it was just traumatic. And um, it's been maybe a long time, but that you are, there's fear that in that situation in your life, that that's going to happen again, that's going to blow up again, and that God says that no, it's not, that you are to raise your hand, look at him and praise him, stop looking at the ground and trembling, but look up to him, and instead of a volcano erupting, he's going to bring a tree of life out of that place, and I can see just this, I saw a tree coming out of that same spot, and it was covering up instead of the smoke, it was a tree of life coming out of that place. God highlighted <coughs> Ashley Shook to me. And the words that I heard from the Lord was, I got your back. I got you. I'm all around you. I'm taking care of it. I heard the word wait. Wait patiently because what I have is going to be like mind-blowing. But God said, I got you. All right. <laughs> I seen a plowed field like like it had been done like in the old days, like horses doing it. But it was plowed and it was all turned. 
And then I saw these people that would come up to the edge of the fresh plow, and they was prospering, but not like they could be prospering. I mean, they were alive and surviving, but they weren't producing no fruit. So they come to this field, this good, clean field, and while they were in there, they was reaping all the blessings that God has for them. They were growing, they were being nurtured, but then they, when they left, they'd go back to where they were and stuff. And this good field is this church. This is the place where you need to plant, you need to like get in or get out to get on the blessings. There's like every ministry you could think of prospers here. It doesn't prosper in a lot of places. A lot of places won't even allow them for time and so forth. But God is saying there's some in here that's coming in, but they're not going in all the way. And it's like, like somebody once said, I'm all in. That's what needs to happen. Like there's seven or eight people in here that's kind of hanging out, enjoying it, but not wanting to get in, not wanting to participate, not wanting to support it. But God wants you to. He, he will bless you. If you let him do it, he'll bless you big time. But you'll not find another field like this. So a pair of uh, red Chuck Taylors. He saw them too. And uh, Tony Stewart, who's in the bounce house. Tony was a manager of a basketball team here in Newcastle that went to the Final Four. Probably should have won the state title had they had enough rest. But he was the manager. But he was actually better than a decent amount of the guys that were on the team. And I, I know because I watched that whole season when I was a little kid. And I, and I saw Tony before the game's out there running around. He's a tall guy. I, and I always thought, why isn't he playing? And, you know, and I talked to him. The more I got to know him, he, we talked about that. And he said, you know, he'd approached the coach. And the coach had even said, you know, yeah, you're good enough to play and all this. But, you know, there's a season that Tony's going through right now. And he'll come to me a lot. And he'll give me a lot of words. And, and if you follow, if you see Tony on Facebook, he's always talking about the word that he's got or, or the revelation that God's given him that day. And so I just told him when I, I just saw these red Chuck Taylors, and he happens to have a pair, that basketball season back then, it's far gone. It's over. His season is now, though. God is equipping him. And it's not for the basketball team, but it's the fourth quarter for the army of the Lord, right before the return of Christ. And Tony's being equipped to go out and equip. And so when I saw those shoes, I just wanted to encourage Tony and your family that God is going to continue to equip him, and Tony's going to go out and equip. So in the fourth quarter of the game of life before the return of Christ, that Tony's reaping a harvest before the return of Christ. I have to come out here because uh, Jenny, God just wants to say he loves you. And he says, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. You've got a generous heart, a caring spirit. And he's just, he says, well done. He says, my daughter, I love you. You're precious. You're a jewel. I was seeing you, Mike, as you're getting ready to go. 
a military old um, um, the old military the the whole armor and everything, and I seen I seen you as, as like a real like up in front leading this army whatever and this and somehow or another when you're getting ready to go, I, I just see like you're you're ex you're you're excited to get ready to go out and take to defeat the enemy which is Satan and you're getting ready to go conquer this area where you're going to go in Russia and I see you you're just ready to conquer whatever comes your way. And I see the Psalms 91 as your protection. And that Psalms 91 is a military, mil military scripture, I believe, because it's protection of God's word upon your life and that group that's going with you and everything. And I just see that it's going to be a conquering way that you'd be surprised, even though you know him and everything, it's going to be a surprise for even the people that surround you and where you're going to and everything. And I believe it's just going to be a conquering uh, the enemy and seeing miraculous things happen that people can't even explain, but only God could do it. The Holy Spirit wants me to remind everyone here that God's heart and his hands are open to us today. Um, the Lord showed me the host of heaven had come here today and that he is in movement. The host of heaven is in movement and that means that God is moving us into place. God's moving us into place here in this new covenant. But the Lord showed me for, if, if you would, the graduates to stand. The people that are graduating this year. <laughs> the Lord wants you to know that he has a direction, a specific direction for each of you that he wants you to go. Some might think, well, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. This is all planned out. But be careful because the Spirit of the Lord is going to come to you and he's going to change your direction. There's some of you that don't even know what you're going to do. But there's a reason for that. Because some of you are going to stay in this body and you're going to direct Gage. <laughs> I just have to say it. You're going to be a huge leader for the for the youth and that's why you don't know where you're going <laughs> but but God has his hand on you mightily and he's going to move upon you and you're going to know more as you was playing the drums you was playing the host of heaven you call the host of heaven on your drums this morning and God is even going to open up your belly more for prophetic drumming and you're going to hear you're, you're hearing the sound of heaven, but it's going to be more keen. And just an anointing of the Lord. More, more, more. Upon your head, the holiness of the Lord, I call it to you. And I pray, O oh God, that the heart of Gage would engage to the Holy Ghost, to the Father's Son, and Holy Ghost, and to the host of heaven, and that his eyes would open to see the movement of the heavenly host. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, I'm thrilled to give this word, and I, it's a little different. Uh, McKinley, Miss McKinley, and Miss Ava, would you both stand up? <laughs> I saw this when I walked in this morning, okay? So... What the Lord spoke to me, the Spirit of the Lord says, 
do not think it a small thing, the gifting that you carry, okay? And that God in this season is taking you out of the shadows of mom and dad and pulling you into your own distinct gifting, okay? And it's very, very important because you carry breakthrough for other people. You carry a higher elevation for other people. You carry a, a greater harvest for other people. But you have got to get into a place where you hide away into the secret place of God. And he's going to download you with things. And your family is going to get direction out of what you hear in the throne room of God. This is a prayer for, from your mom and dad. I know they pray this for you. And so, but it's important because you're going to complement the giftings that your whole family has. And sissy that's going to be born, your mama is coming with a great prophetic word. But it's also going to change you in the season that you're stepping in. So it's extremely important. I hear the Lord say, I see you in your bedroom. Just going into your bedroom, closing the door, getting the word out, and the word's going to be downloaded to you with such clarity, and it's just going to be like an accelerated maturity God is looking to do in you, okay? So don't think it a small thing. You can sing. You can do, you, mama, you know, you got all that. But there's a distinction. I hear the Holy Spirit say, you're distinct, you're different, but you complement this family. Got it? Ava, Miss Ava, 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 Ava. Beautiful one, radiant one, joyful one. You are a mighty warrior in the earth. You are destined to be a mighty warrior. And like McKinley, your gifting, similar to your family, God is making it distinct. Do not think it a small thing. God is going to drop both of you there's a connection between both of you. Both of you are mighty warriors. And it's very important that, like McKinley, you get alone with God because you're going to hear things. I truly believe that in Psalms it says, who can, who can ascend the holy hill of God but he who has clean hands and a pure heart? They're the ones who are after the face of God, and they are called the Jacob generation. You too. I truly believe. Your age group is a generation that is coming that will change the face of this earth. I truly believe that. So be blessed. Your, your name, Ava, beautiful, joyful, radiant, and mighty warrior. Okay? Go after it. Okay. I almost didn't want to give this one. <laughs> But it's good. It's for you, Jared. Yeah, it's for you. The Lord would say, you've got enough to be all that you need to be. It's going to be okay. He's placed within you everything that you need to be the man of God that he's called you to be, to be the husband that he is going to have you be. He is beside you. He is around you. You 
are lacking nothing. He knit you in your mother's womb. Those words of scripture and they're true for you. And you will see them be manifest in the days ahead. It's going to be okay. Um, Andrea, can you stand up? <laughs> um, I got this this morning um, when I was getting ready. Um, there is a, a law, I guess I would call it a law. When you, when you um, are faithful with what is someone else's, another man's, um, then God brings promotion to you. And I just saw there was on two different two different things in your life you were you were there was this feeling of lord i, I want my own i i th this is i want this for my like help me lord how do i say that not that not that what you're doing isn't yours but i want my very own design purpose created out of me and um but but it wasn't coming at the time and you, so you were faithful with someone else's of that kind. And God says, get ready. You've passed the test, and it's coming. Okay, earlier when we were in worship, I just kept seeing a, a heart in a body and all the arteries and, you know, if you imagine that heart, how red it is and how it's beating, and you see the arteries pumping the blood. And I just kept, first of all, for me, I prayed, Lord, burn deep in my heart. Set me on fire again for your passion and your purpose. And as she was calling out the graduates, I thought, is this something I'm supposed to share? And the other word that came to me was stent. And medically, when you have a stent put in an artery, it's a plastic tube or it's a piece of metal that's going to help the blood flow. So what I'm going to say to the graduates is this. You may go far. I don't know where all you're attending college or some that aren't. But what I want to tell you is Christ Jesus is, your, is the heart that's pumping. And I also saw this church as your heart, meaning it's your spiritual birthplace. And you need to remember that. And what I would ask you to do is to consult your parents, consult those that mentor you, and ask them, who am I to come alongside? Who is that stint that's going to keep the blood of Jesus flowing freely in my life? Because as you go out, and we all know, um, the enemy is going to try to take ground and steal from you, but you cannot allow that. And the way that you're going to stop that is asking Holy Spirit, who in this house is to be like my stint that's going to be close to me that's going to be my spiritual parent my mentor that's going to bring me up in the counsel of the lord that's going to walk close to me and i know many of you have very godly parents but pray and ask your parents ask those in leadership here if you don't have your parents attending who is that person that is to come alongside of me and keep my heart pure because Christ wants your heart to stay pure because 
you were just given a really awesome word that he has plans for you and he has a purpose. But in order for the blood of Jesus to flow freely through that anointing that you carry, I want you to remember that this house is like a birthplace for you. And you may go further and you may go far in days to come, but remember that if you can stay grounded during the next few years, it's going to lay a foundation that's going to be solid that no man can take away or demon. Well, I have a word of encouragement. Um, I believe the Lord is saying um, he's not an entertainer, but he is going to make this fun because he's given us the victory over all the power of the enemy. And so he's anointed each of us to be ministers, and he's instructed those who want to be ministered to to come forth and be ministered because we don't wrestle against uh, flesh and blood, but we do wrestle against powers, principalities, and he's given us the power to overcome, overthrow, and cast them to the ground. So he needs participants. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you all for your willingness to step out and share.